0: So you know, in the spirit of Easter and dressing nice, you're probably wondering why I look like the Reverend Run, right? I got the I got the old school, you know, I got the old school thing going on. What kind of pastor is this? He just dresses. He's a slob, man. No, see, it's all it's all part of the plan. I do like this though. See, when I was a kid, see, I got the I got the old school Adidas. Thank you, Michelle. She's my she's my stylist. We got an amen for the Adidas, man. You just never know what kind of seeds gonna root up in this place. That's incredible. <laughs> So I got to old school Adidas and I was thinking, man, you know what I wanted to be when I was a kid besides a ninja? Is a break dancer. Who wanted to be a break dancer? I know all the boys in here wanted to spin on their head at some point. Come on, anybody else? You remember, you know, uh, you know, Jim. I know you wanted to be a break dancer, and you know, I try to. If I try to do it now, I'd probably literally break something. I just turned 40, so I'm not gonna do that now. But, but you know, when I was a kid, I was trying to spin on my back, and I try to like run, do a flip, and land on something, and I don't know, I got all messed up. But I saw those street dancers, and they'd be like, you know. They do all this thing, and sorry, I'm I'm extra Caucasian. It's not gonna look good. But in my mind, it looked good. And and so I was trying to do this thing, you know, whatever, there's another thing, and whatever, whatever, and I spin, I couldn't do it, and I had no upper body strength, and they'd be like on their heads, and I thought, man, that would be awesome. So what do dads do, you know? When dads can't do it, what do they do? Hey, one seat hats, by the way, coming to a merch store near you soon, okay? But what do dads do, you know, when they can't do it? I thought I'd get me a jacket. I thought I... It looks pretty good, right? looks... Let me see. looks legit. Pastor from Lake St. Louis gets arrested. I told Michelle, I said, I'm going to get dressed on the stage. I think it's a great idea. So... Y'all weren't here last year, Family Matters, when Urkel was here. You think this is bad. You ought to try coming out in suspenders and... You know, foil-wrapped glasses. Yeah, I did that too. Anyway, whatever you got to do to spread the gospel. So I wanted to be, you know, a B-boy. And now I'm a man, so I can't be any type of B-boy. It'd be like the Brack Street Boys having a comeback. It's not good. They're meant to be boys. And so B-boys were meant to be boys, and so I couldn't do it. So what do I do? I make my kids do it. Okay, I couldn't do it. So, so, so Caleb took a liking to being a breakdancer for me. You know, you know what they call them? They call them, they call them breakers. Give it up for a little mini, mini breaker. See, they give it, they call them breakers. See, what, what you, with dads, if you want to know a cool trick with your kids, whatever you can't do and you feel like you failed at, just pressure your kid to do it instead, and you'll feel some of that joy as a man. It's great. All your failures, you can push into your kid to give them a, a round two of life. So, so the thing with Caleb, we call him KK, he's, he's, he's a breaker. They call him breakers because they like to, you know, break Stuff. Sorry. Sorry, I know it's not good. It's just, bear with me. I'm doing the best I can. I'm a, I'm a preacher, okay? I'm not a breaker. But I'm trying to tell you that breakers like to break stuff. They break stuff. They break it down. They They feel the rhythm. But when Caleb started, he was a hot mess. He was like a wet chicken. He was like, boom, ch- ba-boom, ch- ba-boom. No rhythm. Ba-boom. Just awful. Ba-boom, ch boom ch- ba picka 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 Really bad. He was just Oh, it's not good. It's not good. You don't have to clap for that. Sorry, KK. I'm just I know you're seven and all, but no mercy around here. You know, we're like Jesus around here. So as time went on, though, see, Caleb had a desire. He had a desire to break, and when you have a desire. To break, you're gonna step into your uncomfortable zone, and even when you look like a wet chicken, you're gonna you're gonna keep working at it. And thank you, YouTube, with some videos. If you keep working at it, you're eventually gonna learn how to break with the rhythm. And then he then when he got a little practice, he was like boom, 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 boom. Slip slide, Coolio, living in a city is doer. Anybody? Oh, come on now. Nobody knows the lyrics but me? Come on, it's Coolio. As I walk he quoted scripture as I walked through the valley of the Yeah, there we go. See, we know more scripture from Coolio than we do the Bible. It's great. So you never know what to expect here at one seed. We want to be different, can you tell? So Caleb, as he as he did you do your little Papa end? Oh, let's do one more time. When you're living in a city, it's do or die. Hey. Okay, that was supposed to be his finishing move. Let's give it up for Caleb. Now, the point is, he didn't start that way. He didn't start that way. It took time, but his desire to break is what gave him the ability to learn when to break and the need for breaking and to get the rhythm. And without the rhythm, that's it, bud. Thank you very much. You can go see your mama now. I like that hat. I'm, I can't wear this the whole time. It's going to make me crazy. It's just, I can't be serious. I can't be serious like this. This is much better. <clears throat> By the way, I did valet years ago for Reverend Run. I think that's where the dream came from. I waited on him and got his luggage in Tennessee. And Russell Simmons, actually, if you really want to know. But see, this whole thing about breaking, it's, it's a desire. You have to learn how to break and if you don't learn how to break, you can never break down. And if you never break down, you can never break through. If you want to break through, you got to be willing to try and break sometimes. you got to break something. And often my desire to praise God is muted by my daily routine, interruptions in my life, distractions that never leave my side. I praise Him when it feels good, but when I'm bothered, upset, and straight up mad, praise Is not an option for me. Maybe though, everybody say, maybe. Maybe though, my greatest days of praise will come when I start at the times that I don't feel like it. That's when I maybe need to praise the most. My praise is a storm chaser, my praise chases away the weather that's wrecking my season. It's a weapon God gives us to break some stuff, to defeat all obstacles and to reset our focus and put our eyes clearly on him. If I praise in the moments I least feel like it, I will feel a shift in my spirit and God will redirect my perspective because now I'm starting to break it down. It's through my praise when I trust God with my praise. That's why we're so into the worship. That's why we're so encouraged to lift our hands into praise because when God gets our praise, my desire to praise actually grows. And when my desire to praise grows, my giants become ordinary and not scary anymore because I know where my strength comes from they're no longer threatening because when I praise I remember, I have a reminder of who my God is and where my strength lies in God's strength everybody say God's strength not our strength has the ability to break some stuff amen he can break some stuff it's not as violent as it sounds he can break some stuff, and until you figure out how to break with God, you're not going to have a breakthrough. If we go to chapter, the book, second, excuse me, I can't speak today. Second Samuel, chapter 6, verse 1 through 15. David had just appointed Jerusalem as the new capital. And so the Ark of the Covenant, which represented God in all aspects it was holy you couldn't you couldn't mess with the ark if you mess with it there was see if you don't do it the way God said to handle it there was a problem and it was in Baal Judah and so we're going to take it to the new capital we want to take it to the city of David and it says in verse one again David gathered all the choice men of Israel 30,000 men and David arose and went with all the people who were with him from Baal, Judah, to bring up from there the Ark of God or the Ark of the Covenant. We've heard it. It's the, it's the thing on the rails, you know, they carry it, whose name is also called by the name, capitalized, meaning it's God, the Lord of hosts who dwell between the cherubim. This is God. When you're moving this, you're messing with God. When you're dealing with this, you're dealing with God. And if you don't deal with it the way God said to do it, there's consequences. So they set the ark on a new cart. They put it on a cart, Felix, like off Amazon. I mean, the thing was on rails, okay? It's awkward. You can't go over bumps with that. So they said, we're going to get some nice knobby tires. We're going to put it on a cart so we can just roll that puppy to the city of David. But how many know when God says to do it this way and we go do it our way, something's not going to go right, amen? We can't compromise God's instruction and then go, why did that happen? It didn't happen like I thought. So they brought it out, they put it on this cart, and they brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill, accompanying the ark of God, and Ohio went before the ark. Not Ohio, it's Ohio. I know, they sound the same. Verse 5, then David and all the house of Israel were playing music before the Lord on all kinds of instruments. Yeah, we're putting the ark up in the city of David. We got this cart, it's got a remote control, it's got some Bluetooth speakers on it, we're jamming with the ark. So they're dancing and stringed instruments are playing tambourines and sistrums and on the cymbals, verse 6. And when they came to Nachon's threshing floor, Uzzah, who's one of the guys moving the ark on the cart, put his hand to the ark and, of God and took hold of it. And then the oxen that were pulling the thing Stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah and God struck him there for his heir and he died before the ark of God. See, see, God, this, this, this is Old Testament, but the point is God never told him to put this thing on a cart and move it and you definitely couldn't touch it and they were just doing things their way and as they kept doing it their way, there was a consequence because when you step outside the covenant of God, there's a, there's a, there's a consequence called the world well, it feels like God, just because it feels like it doesn't make it him. He said, do it this way. This is my plan for you. So he dropped dead that moment because the Lord was angry. And David, he's a hothead. He got hot. He got angry at the Lord. It says he became angry because the Lord's outbreak against Uzzah, and he called the name of the place between the place Perez Uza to this day where he fell. And David was afraid of the Lord that day. And he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? He's saying, how can I move this thing? If I touch it, you're going you're gonna to kill everybody. What's, what's up, Lord? What's up, God? I'm trying to serve you. And you're striking my friends dead. Now what? I don't want to praise you. I was just singing and dancing. And now I don't want to praise you because I don't like what you did. But God said, I'm sorry, son. I told you how to do this. You did it different. So David would not move the ark of the Lord with him into the city of David. Verse 10, but David took it aside into the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, Edom, Edom, it's hard to say, the Gittite, three months. And then the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all the household. So what happened was his friend Uzzah died. He says, well, I can't take it, so I'm scared to touch it. So we're just going to park it here at Obed-Edom, the Hittite's crib. And it sat there three months. And David was bitter. And then finally the Lord said, it's blessed. Continue. You're good. And so then, verse 12, it says, Now it was told of King David, saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark from the house of Odom edom to the city of David with gladness. He finally got it. He was in a good mood again. Okay, I got my way now. I'm in a good mood again. I love you, Jesus, again. But he was bitter for a while. But the one thing about David was even in his dark times, he remained faithful. He made a lot of mistakes, but he always stayed faithful. And even when he didn't want to praise, he would praise anyway. And that's why God continued to nurture him along. And it says in 13... And so it was when those bearing the ark of the Lord had gone six paces that he sacrificed oxen and fatted sheep because they're celebrating and then David danced before the Lord with all his might and David was wearing a linen of ephod. See, he was praising the Lord with his dance. We praise the Lord with our worship. We praise the Lord with our mouth. We praise the Lord with our outward expression to give God because that's when he can break something in our life to start moving us forward into a new season to the city of David. You want to go to the city of David, you got to praise him when you don't want to. You want to stay at the Odeb-Edom, Odib, I can't say it fast, it's a tongue tire. Odeb-Edom, the, the Hittite, for, for three months, you can stay there. But when you start to praise me, I'll take you to where you want to go. But you got to praise me no matter what. So he did. The title of my message is Praise Breakers. Praise Breakers. I'm not talking about the stuff Beck tried to do in the 90s. I don't know what that was. But, you know, two turntables and a mic. I'm not talking about that. Praise breakers is when God can break your will of you and put your focus on him when you give him praise when you don't want to. When you praise him when when you don't care what people think. When you praise him no matter what, God can break through to your soil and give you a new direction. My willingness to praise creates an opportunity to break stuff it creates an opportunity to break stuff but here's the thing and we're using the breakdance illustration here you didn't you didn't think you could do it i can't i can't praise like that it's just not me I'm not comfortable. Well, yeah, no, neither was Caleb when he tried to break dance. We saw how bad that was when he was like the wet chicken. It takes, it takes a willingness to go further with God. And until we we're willing to go further, we're never going to get the rhythm and learn how to detect the need for praise if we're never willing to step out in the water and try it anyway and risk people looking at us funny. It's like um, in music, they have what's called a beat detector. Anybody know what a BPM beats per minute beat detector, you play the audio, you know, like Shazam. Remember the app Shazam? They had a show and everything. Shazam hears the audio and it detects the pulsing and the physics of the, make the sound wave and it detects the beat and it actually detects the melody and it can tell you what song it is because it's, it's sensing the pulse and the rhythm. So the first thing we have to do to know why praising matters is we have to detect a need for praise. And if we don't ever think we have a need, we're never going to praise because it's just like serving. If we don't think we have a need to serve, why do anything? It's about the mission. And if I'm trying to go where God wants to take me, then I got to recognize there's a need. And when I start trying to get the rhythm, God's going to put in a beat detector system into your praise system, and you're going to start adjusting. And it's not like street dancers; It's a spiritual rhythm because something's going to change. In you, you're going to go, oh my God, what is this? And you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna cry, you're going to feel joy, you're going to feel all kinds of stuff you never felt because you decided to start breaking. You with me? Through your praise. When you start detecting the beat of breaking, you know when you need to break in your situation, you can feel the weight of the situation, and you know, okay, now I need to give it to God. Okay, he, my friend died. I don't get it. It's not fair, but I'm going to praise God anyway. You know, Stephen, the apostle was stoned to death, and they said as he fell to the ground, he was praising God in the process. I mean, that's some faith right there as they're throwing stones at him. That's a, that's a praise that, that takes priority over any situation. He knew how to detect the need for praise You start adapting to the rhythm of your situation. And David said, you took my friend. You want me to do your work? And God says, yes, just praise me anyway, and it'll make sense. Just praise me anyway, and I will keep steering you along. But never stop praising me. Our situation doesn't reflect what we think we should be in in our current season, so we decide to take a break from God. Well, I'll come back to God when he does this for me. But God says, if you just give me all of you, I'll do this for you and much more. I'll give you seven times 70. You don't even know what I have for you because you won't do the simple things like give me yourself. And when you give me yourself, I can have all of your life and really shape the purpose I have for your life. I feel out of the rhythm. It does feel out of the rhythm when you do something new with your life, or what you're not used to. But your willingness To praise, literally, praise Him at home, at church, in the car, in all circumstances. We'll create opportunities to break some stuff. You'll be able to detect when you need to break some stuff. I don't know how to handle this, God. Praise me. You expect me to give glory right now? Yes. I didn't plan for this. Praise me. You're going in a rough season. And the season will lighten. You know, like the daylight savings time, spring forward. What happens is it stays light longer, right? Michelle, she's really good at that stuff. I'm really bad. It stays light longer, yeah? When you praise God all the time, before it happens, when it's bad, after it's bad, in all seasons, you're creating light longer in your day. You with me? Don't wait till it's at the bottom when you feel like dirt. Praise him anyway. Praise him when it's good. Praise him when it's bad. Praise him when it feels nothing. Praise him when you feel spiritual. Praise him when you don't. You're creating light longer. Everybody look to your neighbor and say, spring forward, you praise. I know some neighbors are like 50 feet away. That's okay. Just give them a look. Spring forward, you praise. Eventually, they'll be right next to you. It'll be great. All my seasons will stay light longer when I go in ready to praise ahead of time. I mean, the sound system wasn't working. Do you see that sweat going in my eye? I know to praise him. I know at the end of the day, I'll just praise him. I'll, I'll stand up here with nothing. I'll just stand up here and praise him. i in enough that I detect the need for praise. I know when to break. I know when I got to hand it over and say, okay, can't do it my way. I just got to praise him. I'll praise him, it'll come back together. And that's what it does. You draw the spirit when you seek and praise. It's like it's a form of prayer. Once you detect the need in the rhythm for when to break, that I need to break, you start breaking down things in your life. Things you thought made you not worthy to come to church. You start breaking down things they told you that was so crazy about the church. Those guys, they do what? They do this. They get excited for Jesus. Ew, you don't want any part of that. But you say, you know what? I'm going to break it down for myself, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to see. Wow, they love me. I felt good coming out of there. I feel good. They love me. You start breaking down the barriers in your life. You start breaking it down. God says, you step, I step. You step, I step. He's breaking with our praise. You lift, I touch. You praise, I touch. You praise, I bless. He breaks it down for us. You start going, I didn't, I didn't know I could dance like this. I always thought they looked really silly when they were doing that, and they felt like I, was, I didn't get it, but now I get it because I feel it, because I know the rhythm. I feel the rhythm of the Spirit of the Lord. I get it. And sometimes you're never going to break down until you're put in a corner and there's nowhere to go but hands up. Years ago, we were at the... Some of y'all heard this story. It's what pastors do. They repeat stories. Years ago, we were at Bush Stadium and there was a tornado. No, it was just 90 mile an hour winds. It wasn't a tornado, they said. Just 90 mile an hour winds or something crazy. The streetlights were going down and we were in the main thing and all the people were supposed to stay inside. And there was a period where literally you couldn't go outside. There was a tornado, and it was this me and Michelle. We, we, were we married? We weren't married yet. See how I look over there? She's my, my history keeper, my record keeper. We were against the wall of the, the thing of the, you know, when you go out into the stadium, and then inside there's the wall, like the bathrooms. And all, we are against this wall, and there was a crowd of people, and you could feel the pressure of the people doing this on your chest, pushing you. Well, guess what behind us? A wall. But the pressure's coming this way. And, uh, and by the way, there's a little handicap kid in a wheelchair next to me. And I'm going, uh, there's nowhere to go. And I mean, it's a mob, okay? It's a mob, and it's pressing. And right then I said, dear Lord, touch this, touch this kid. Give us a barrier, Lord. Get us out of this mess. We can't be crushed like this, God. I need to, I need to break down right now, God. I got no other choice when you don't have a choice, is when you will reach to God to most because you quit relying on your ways and know that there's only really one way, and that's God's way. And unfortunately, a lot of times, we'll never break it down until we get put in a complete corner where there's no other option. That's back when I was doing the music, and I was cool. But man, I felt scared right then. I, was, I wasn't cool no more. The wall was crushing us, and I was so scared for this kid who couldn't even stand. Luckily, it broke, and we We got out of there, but it was in that moment of being in a corner that we started to break down how desperately we need God. And when you know how desperately you need God to do anything, even the things you don't think you need God, you will want to praise him in all seasons because you recognize that he is your source no matter what. You don't have it under control like you think. He's just really good at making you think you got it under control, but he's driving the ship. And when you see that, you want to praise him. When you feel that, you want to praise him. But we have to be put in a corner sometime to feel that with no other option. And I didn't know I could move like this. I never thought I'd worship like this. And God says, well, I knew because I've known ever since the beginning because I had a plan for you. I was just waiting for you to come along and step across the line of fear and have a little faith in what I said I'd do. I mean, I created the heavens, and you're still scared to worship me? I mean, what are you thinking? I got what's best for you. Do you want what I have for you? Then come on, step across the line, son. Praise me with all your heart. My strength is in Him. He guides my steps. He steers my path, even when we're driving the car home. He's guiding everything we do. And my willingness to praise creates opportunities to break stuff. If we go to Psalm 149, it says, Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel in the heart. What should I do when life's not going my way? Praise him. What should I do when life's not the way I think it should be? Praise him. Come on, son. What should I do when I don't think I deserve it, but I should? Praise him. What should I do when I don't feel like anything's going my way? I'm going to praise him. Come on, somebody. I'll lose my voice over this. Come on, just give him five seconds of praise right now. If he can do it, you can do it. Come on, let's stand to our feet right now. Give him five seconds. Come on, somebody. Come on, don't make them do it alone. Come on, just show them that you care. Come on, it matters. Break a barrier. You want to break through? You got to break down. And God will change you. God will change you. He'll erase that past. You got to break and praise him. Thank you, son. When you get to this level, you will begin to break through. Y'all can be seated again. It's cool. You don't have to be seated, but Thank you, Caleb. Thank you. You go. Good job. He's so good. My little man, he's like a robot sometimes. I just say, do this. And he's like, okay, Dad. He's awesome. It's in the moments we do that. We break the ice, we break the barrier, we break the fear. I know it feels weird. There's no one here. I know it feels weird. How do you think I feel? It feels weird. I do it anyway, because I want what God has for me, and I believe he's going to bless me for that because I'm going all out on a limb, and he will bless you for that. When you go all out on a limb for him, he will bless you. He will take the ark to the city of David, will break through the devil's lies with our praise. It's our mind. That's the biggest way the devil wants to get you today is with your mind. He'll tell you you're not good enough. They're not going to treat you right. You don't deserve his love. You're not going to, you shouldn't be here. You, they got Chick-fil-A. You shouldn't eat chicken because it's going to give you indigestion. You, you Whatever he's going to tell you, you shouldn't do it. That's the devil's lie. And if he gets your mind, he's going to get you. But if you want to break through that? You just praise him. When you're feeling down and depressed because you're lonely, praise him. Turn on some Christian music. You don't need other people to be there. You need a spirit of the Lord to be there. Because when you turn on the the worship of God in the music, I'll turn on Joy FM or we'll turn on Alexa. When I feel that that depression and that my mind's playing back that stuff, I go go and I pray and I say, thank you, Jesus. And I just sing along to the song when I don't even have words to pray. I just sing along and it changes everything because I break through that stronghold the devil has put on my mind. Amen? But you got to do it. It's not going to fall out of the sky. You got to do it. Say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. Well, I want to do it, and it sounds really good, but I don't really want to change anything. Well, don't change nothing, but then it's gonna, everything's going to stay the same. Yeah. You got you to gotta be willing to step out in faith to break through. You detected what it's about. You know why I need to do it, and now you know how to break it down, and I know that my strength is, is Him, and when you start breaking down and say my strength is Him, you will break through to another level. The Lord is worthy. You can't stop my flow, devil. I had a good Friday, and now you're going to try to cripple me on Sunday before church? I don't think so, devil. You're not going to break my flow. Psalm 30 11 through 12. Praise is all over the Bible. You got to understand praise to understand other things of the Bible. And it's important because God wants your praise. He says in verse 11, Psalm 30, 11 through 12, you have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. To the end of that, my glory may sing praise to you and not be son. Oh my Lord, I will give thanks to you forever. Why? Because when we praise, we know we are blessed. When we are blessed, we are grateful. When we are grateful, we are thankful. Our focus shifts off people. We'll start looking at people different, even the mean ones. We'll start loving mean people. It's crazy what God will do to your heart when you recognize how blessed you are just to have life from our creator. It will change you. And then people will be doing to you what you are doing to them. Do you see how excited they get about Jesus? They're like, hey, I thought that too once. But just like me, God will change you when you praise him. When you praise him. He's been locking up your praise for too long. Let it out. Let it out. I know who my maker is, and it's my heavenly father, the God of all creation, who loves me. He doesn't love my sin, but he loves me no matter what. He loves me, and I am always welcome to my father in his house no matter what. Nothing can stop me from the love of Jesus. Nothing can stop me. No matter what I've done, no matter what people say that I don't deserve, nothing can stop me from the love of Jesus. came to break something today amen it's okay you can break it with your clap that's breaking that's a type of breaking see it's all a type of praise it's faith taking action it's belief taking action you're breaking you're a breaker like Caleb now who knew who knew I didn't know I could break like that next thing you know you'll be going thank you Lord when no one's even looking you be like "Whoa, where'd that come from that's just what happens it's a it's a harvest brewing in your garden you're going to change from it for the better. And you're going to go, man, I wish I had done that sooner. He'll turn your mourning into dancing. He'll turn your sadness into joy. And just because your situation doesn't change like you think it should, doesn't mean your perspective can Your perspective always has the choice to change.